Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Live with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Live with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and I am joined, as I always am, by my trusty co-host, Larry Dersham, estate planning attorney and constitutional lawyer extraordinaire. So I want to first say that I hope everybody is staying cool because that is a lead into our very first topic, heat and hypocrisy in that order. First, let's talk about the heat. Can you believe it? When was the last time you remember it being 90 degrees at the beach in San Diego? That's pretty hot. Hope everybody's staying cool. I hope we avoid all the rolling blackouts. And talk about timing. Now, many of us are really longing for the good old days where if it got hot outside, where did we go? We went to the movie theaters. We went to the malls. We went to the kinds of places that are now closed. Air conditioning used to be so plentiful because everything was open. Now we do have a couple of cooling centers, thank God, but we really can't enjoy the air conditioning like we used to pre-COVID. Boy, did we take those days for granted, didn't we? So if you are inside one of the few places that are open for business, like a grocery store, yes, you can be in there, but you're breathing through a mask. And it's either a larger mask nowadays that people are more worried about hotspots. Maybe it's even an N95. You can hardly breathe at all. If you are in other kinds of businesses, you're not even allowed inside. You are relegated to melt on the patio. Unless, of course, you happen to be someone special. Which leads us to our first story. Now, most of you who are following the news know exactly where I'm going here. These are the allegations that are brought to us from a San Francisco salon owner who says that Madame Speaker Nancy Pelosi violated, allegedly, the city's coronavirus lockdown orders in order to get her hair done. Now, you cannot blame this beautiful 80-year-old for wanting to get her hair done. She looks great. She's a fashion statement. God bless her. But she wasn't allowed inside the salon. And that's why this footage has gone viral. And that's what we have. We have her on video camera, freshly shampooed, smocked, but maskless. Now, of course, Speaker Pelosi always want to give you both sides of the story. She says it was a setup. She says the San Francisco hair salon said that they could accommodate her for an indoor appointment because despite city restrictions on salon services, she said she was told that they were able to have one customer at a time inside the establishment. And wouldn't you know it, she was the one customer that went viral, of course, because she's the speaker of the house. She lives on video. Now, one of the things that is important here, when we talk about what's now become affectionately known as salon gate, she is receiving some blowout blowback. And really, is it us, the general public, who are blowing this whole thing out of proportion? Is it a big deal that the Speaker of the House, the third in line for the presidency, was observed failing to follow the rules? 
I mean, she has to know, and she no doubt does know that she is a mentor and a role model to women everywhere. So not a surprise she was at the salon, but it is a surprise that she didn't realize that she was going to be on videotape and that she is wherever she goes. So let's first talk about the mask issue because Nancy Pelosi has made the mask a fashion statement. It is ironic that we caught her maskless because she is so diligent about having a mask to mask every outfit that she has. So it is more about why she was in the salon to begin with, instead of melting on the patio, because of course it's hitting 100 degrees in many of these cities. So the real story here is critics are accusing her of believing that the rules apply to thee, but not to me. Is that fair? Let me give you one other thing before I uh, toss it to Larry to maybe say uh, whether or not she's the only public figure that is under fire for violating the rules. But I do have to say, uh, she's in that high risk group being over 65 years old. So we all worry about her safety. Nobody wants to see her catch the coronavirus or anybody else involved in that ask in that at risk group because of course their age and we don't want her to be setting a standard that makes other people think, hey, you know what, I'm 80 years old too. Maybe I don't have to worry about it. After all, Nancy Pelosi wasn't wearing a mask. Let me toss another thing out there that hasn't been discussed, but that could very well be in the mix when we talk about public figures and the, the, the precautions they either are or are not taking by being inside a closed business. As a threat assessor, I can appreciate that public figures are targets. Now, maybe Nancy Pelosi wasn't out on the patio. I'm, I haven't heard this, but maybe public figures in general, they aren't on the patio, not just because they're exposed to the elements, but because they're exposed to the public element, some of which might not be in their corner. Now, if in fact, Madam Speaker was inside for her safety, a legitimate concern, perhaps she should have thought of that before she went to the salon at all. So eventually, we all know Nancy's blowout will blow over, but it will be a lesson to other public figures to practice what they preach. Now, Larry, you got to tell me, is she the only public figure that's being accused of COVID-related hypocrisy? Uh, no, Wendy. Have you heard of the Boston Tea Party? I think it's ringing a bell. Well, now we have the blow dryer rebellion. And that's what's happening up there in San Francisco. Angry hairstylists have been forced to pay a disproportionate price for the COVID, as have gyms, churches, small non-essential businesses, schools, restaurants, bars, and other small fry, and, and stay uh, closed pretty much forever until the last COVID case goes away. And there's no plan put out by the blue states that effectively uh, it's effectively a death sentence for these businesses, and all for what would many would say is is nothing and talk about hypocrisy. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi gets her hair styled in San Francisco without a mask when the hair salons have been closed since March. Well, that's hypocrisy. When Gavin Newsom closes wineries in Napa Valley, except for the one he owns, that's hypocrisy. When liberals put their own children in private schools, but deny the right of school choice to others. I call that hypocrisy. When progressives make us all go under the same health care plan, but they have a premium health care plan for themselves, uh, that's hypocrisy as well. And it goes on and on uh, what, what they're doing. Uh, I would also say when 
Democrats that they commit crimes and other wrongdoings and such, yet that would put us in jail basically forever. That's a hypocritical double standard of justice. Yeah, you know, one of the things that, that you bring up, Larry, which I think is a really good point, um, and, and I think Speaker Pelosi probably in retrospect wishes to rethought that whole thing. You know, she hasn't said that yet, but she's probably thinking it. But, you know, hypocrisy is something that we usually lob at those that are in the public eye, that are behaving badly, that are engaging in conduct unbecoming, that many other people engage in all the time but slide under the radar because they're not in the spotlight. It's sort of like the athletes that end up making headlines because of what they're doing in their private time. One thing that these public figures have to realize, and I would put celebrities and star athletes, I would I'd put them in the same category, is their role models, whether they like it or not. We look up to them because we admire them. We admire their success and their achievement and their talent in the case of so many different types of movie stars and, and celebrity athletes and even politicians. We really look up to the things that they've done with their lives that we would like to, to basically set aside and say, you know what, look at this. But when we do learn about special treatment, even if it's an allegation, you know, remember, the court of public opinion is brutal. The court of public opinion is a place where you can be arrested, tried, and convicted when you would never see the inside of a court of law because we don't have the kind of evidence we want. This is the type of thing that the Salon Gate illustrates. So it's not that we're just picking on Speaker Pelosi. It's that the incident itself is emblematic of a larger problem that so many of her colleagues, so many of her professional colleagues from all walks of life, end up facing when they too are caught doing the same types of things that she did. Now, I also wanna say one thing that, you know, we like to say as lawyers, we learn this in law school, ignorance of the law is no defense. That's right. But it's a mitigant. It sure is a mitigant when we're not talking about criminal liability, but we're simply talking about behaving badly. So if Speaker Pelosi didn't know, she does now. And it's one of these things she probably will never do again. And as we sort of move into what we're going to have as our silver lining version on the second half, let me just tie this right back into heat, right? I said the first half was about heat and hypocrisy. Well, let's go back to heat. We would all love to be inside some of these businesses that we enjoy. But everybody knows now that there's cameras running and we just don't want to risk it because we're all somebody's hero, aren't we? And we're all role models to someone. So let's all take a lesson by learning from somebody else's mistake, because we all know it's too easy to, to learn from our own, which is normally what we do. So we are going to hope that you stay with us after the break. We have a great second half lined up for you. So hang out, stay cool, stay in your favorite chair, comfortable with a cold drink, I hope. And we will be back in a flash for the second half of Live with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick. Stay with us. cycle lowlights have no place here you're listening to headline highlights live with dr wendy on the answer san diego it's time for more news you can use the headlines streamline it's time for more live with dr wendy now here's your host dr wendy patrick 
Good evening. I hope you are staying cool on this sweltering Saturday evening. It is a pleasure to be spending it with you. Labor Day weekend is not the only thing heating up. The political race is as well. Remember that? We've been talking about so many other things this summer especially violence and the virus. Those two dueling narratives have dominated the news cycle. But we also have a political election coming up and both candidates are making both of those issues front and center. So how do we make sense of all of the rhetoric that we're hearing, of all of the allegations and both sides and the stories and the news cycle? Well, we also have to consider the fact that the presidential election is now just two months away. Who in the world can we turn to to help us make sense of this? Larry, is it true we have a very special guest tonight we do, to help Andrew. us understand some very important points about the major political parties that will be competing for our affection in November? We do. Yes, Wendy, today I'd like to introduce to you and our listening audience Dr. Carol M. Swain. Dr. Swain is an award-winning political scientist, a former professor of political science and professor of law at Vanderbilt University, and she's passionate about empowering others to raise their voices in the public square. She's an author of numerous books, including Black Faces, Black Interests, The Representation of African Americans in Congress, that was published by Harvard University Press, that won the Woodrow Wilson Prize for Best Book Published in the U.S. on Government Politics or International Affairs. And it was cited twice by the U.S. Supreme Court. Dr. Swain is also a public speaker and political commentator who has appeared on ABC, Headline News, CNN, Fox News, as well she's been in a number of theater-released documentaries. Welcome to the show, Dr. Swain. Thank you so much. It's a great honor to be on your show. Dr. Swain, I have to say that I've researched you and read a lot about you, and I understand you are one of 12 children. Is that right? Yes, and born and raised in rural poverty in southwestern Virginia. I read all about that. I read about how you earned a GED, worked at McDonald's, worked as a door-to-door salesperson, and as an assistant as a re- in a retirement facility. Then I understand you earned your associate degree, magna cum laude in criminal justice, a master's degree in political science from Virginia Tech, a PhD in political silence from the University of North Carolina, and a Master of Legal Studies from Yale. I am tired just reading your resume. Woo! Back to you, Larry. I got no energy. You got to ask her the first question. All right. Congratulations, uh, doc- Dr. Swain. It's an honor to have you on. Uh, Dr. Swain. Thank you so much. Uh, this is kind of breaking news today. Uh, there has been a Rasmussen poll. And so I wanted to ask you about the newest polls that show President uh, our, uh, President Trump just has a huge jump in support uh, from African-American supporters. And I, I believe the black voter approval has jumped to 45 uh, percent in the race against Joe Biden, which is incredible. I don't think it's ever been that high for a, a many, many years. What do you think about that? What's happening? Well, I think President Trump has been reaching out to blacks ever since uh you know, before he was elected in 2016, in fact, he got 8% of the black uh, male vote in 2016. And I would say I had I was one of the persons that estimated that he would get 
from, you know, 15 to 20 percent of the black vote. And he may well get more than that uh, in November. Dr. Swain, it's a lot of things coming together, a lot of things that's coming together. I'm a member of um, the Black Voices for Trump Advisory Board, and that's composed of probably 35 uh, black uh, leaders from around the country that are working on uh, helping the president get reelected. And then you have Blexit. You have, uh, you know, black voices all over the country that are not necessarily tied to the Trump campaign, but they are conservative. And you have Joe Biden with a history of racism. And I think that all of those things together are awakening uh, black people to the fact that they have a choice and they don't have to vote for the Democrats. Dr. Swain, why do you suppose, given what you just said, which I completely agree with all of it, why are the Democrats so confident in their ability almost nationwide to garner the black vote in every district, given the polls that we've been discussing and given some of the very practical realities you've just mentioned? Because they've always in the past been able to count on about, you know, 94, 95% of the black vote. And they have uh, black leaders that they trot out. out. And uh, those leaders will condemn the Republicans and urge the blacks to vote for them. They have black pastors that they sometimes pay off. And those people will encourage their congregations to vote for the Democrats. And I think people are just tired of the same old, same old. They're ready for change. They can see through what's happening. They realize that they have voted uh, for decades for Democrats year after year after year, and nothing ever changes in their communities. It doesn't matter whether it's a black Democrat or a white Democrat. It's more the same. That's great. Uh, You've kind of said this a little bit about this, uh, Dr. Swain, but can you tell us a little bit about your work and how you – how we can help the black voters understand the history of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. That's huge, and I know you're an expert in that. Well, I mean, I've reached more people through my PragerU videos, and these are five-minute videos. I have one on the history of the Democratic Party, the inconvenient history of the Democratic Party. More than 27 million people have viewed that one. I've seen wow. that. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful. I've seen that one. I love it. I've seen it several times, actually. <laughs> and yep. there's one on the Republican Party. And I believe that those, um, well, millions of people have been reached by those five minute videos. And I have written, you know, numerous articles and given interviews and have strongly felt, even before I became a Republican myself in 2009 that strategically it was a mistake for blacks to be so tied to one political party that it was always better. It's always better for any group to be in a situation where you have people at the table, always people at the table. And so the most ideal situation for blacks would be if they were not all in one political party, if their vote was competitive, it looks like this election year, it's going to be competitive. Now, I'm not sure the Democrats are real, realize that they will have to do something to keep the black vote. And they may think that Black Lives Matter, you know, turn up the country and, and TIFA, that that's enough. 
And I believe this whole defund the police movement is driving blacks and whites away from the Democratic Party. Yes. Because they own it. They own it. They do. I agree 100 percent. You know, one of the things that you said I just want to pick up on is you we can't take any group for granted. And I understand historically people have always thought that they could do that. It seems to me, you can tell me what you think, that this president really has broken some barriers in that respect and just really appealed to everyone, not because of skin color. I mean, after all, we are a human race and, and all of us have the same kitchen table issues that we want to have answered, the economy, healthcare, national security, jobs. I mean, all the types of things that we all worry about. You growing up with, in, in a family with 12 kids, I mean, I can't even imagine. You are the perfect spokesperson to talk about how important kitchen table issues really are to people of all races, aren't they? Well, one of the things that's concerned me for a long time is the negative messages about race that come from diversity, equity, inclusion offices who argue that uh, racism is permanent, that all whites have privilege, that they have a property interest in their whiteness, they have to divest themselves of their skin color, all of that ridiculous uh, stuff. And the White House, you know, just recently announced that the federal government is going to stop paying for that diversity, equity, inclusion training I think that's a positive step, and I wish across the country people would realize that those officials do the opposite, the exact opposite of what they say they're doing. And I believe that uh, for myself, I grew up uh, not – I grew up believing in the American dream, believing that if I worked hard enough that I could overcome the circumstances of my birth, that I could uh, enter into the middle class, and consequently, I was able to do it. But the messages that are being sent young, to young people today, it's you can't, you can't, you can't because of racism. Everyone wants to hold you down. And I think that's destructive. And that's been one of the worst things holding blacks back. And I'm, you know, I, we can I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Dr. Swain, very quickly before we end, I know the answer might be everywhere. But what's the best place for people to find you online to learn more? Well, I have two websites. One is BeThePeopleNews.com. Instead of We The People, it's BeThePeopleNews.com and CarolynSwain.com. We will look you up there. And thank you all for joining us for another edition of Live with Dr. Wendy. Stay cool. God bless you. We will see you next weekend. Thank you for joining us for Live with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Live with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego.